0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Most parents have a moment when they're about to leave the hospital, or a midwife if they've had a home birth, and they have a moment where they think, what on earth am I doing? What am I going to do? How do I keep this small creature alive? Even when you're having your second baby, or at least this is what it was for me, it can feel like you've forgotten everything ...that you learnt with your first because, you know, you've had a year or more to uh, learn the ways of an older child. So today, Robin Barker, author of Baby Love, is going to give us some tips on how you can prepare for the first weeks and months of your baby's life... Hi, Robin. How are you?
1: I'm very well. A beautiful burst of winter,
0: isn't it lovely? It's sure, oh, yes. Yes. Not lovely when you forget to take your jumper,
1: which I no, did yesterday. No, no. Everybody yesterday. <laughs> I went out as everyone was leaving work, and everybody was freezing. <laughs> They're like, oh, what's no,
0: going on? i so
1: I do like winter though.
0: Hmm. Um, now, this is this is going to be a curveball because your kids now have children of their own. Um, but do you remember when you first brought your baby home and? Had you been working in the field long enough that you, you felt comfortable or was it still overwhelming?
1: It was overwhelming, especially with the first baby. And I had been a midwife. I hadn't done all that extra study and work that I for the next job I went to, which is a child and family health nurse. So I actually had no idea what happened after day 10. <laughs> Clueless.
0: Well, I you're doing cruel. better at day 10. I didn't know what you did to day one. <laughs>
1: And I remember driving home, we were in London, and driving home with my son, sitting in the front seat of the car, nursing him, (laughs) as we drove through the London traffic.
0: (gasps) Oh, look, and, and, and we had the problem of like how, you know, having the baby seat strapped in the back and, you know, the first baby, it was like, we're getting it fixed at the hospital and the second baby, my husband's like, oh, I know what I'm doing. So it does change with the second, but the first it can be. It can
1: be. And everything seemed, I remember the feeling, everything seemed brutal and metallic. You know, I had this little baby in my arms sitting up there, and it seemed the world was suddenly this brutal place. Yeah, it's, it's extraordinary, actually.
0: It, it is. I remember, mm. as speaking of wh- how your perception changes, I remember um, being in the lift with a mum who we'd just done a, a class together. I think it was Pilates or something. And um, she, it was her second child. And we were going down the lift and the baby must have had sleep in its eye. And she dug a finger in, getting the sleep out. And I was horrified. Like, I remember distinctly looking at her thinking, oh, you're evil. And of course, I did the same with my second. But at the time, babies are so, they feel so fragile and breakable.
1: They seem that way. The thing is that healthy babies are actually, obviously, they need care and attention and protection and all that. However, they are also remarkably resilient, much more resilient than than it seems to us when we have our first baby, yeah. I guess what I had going for me that I was used to handling very young babies, so I was ahead on that, that score. But really, um, I was like any other mother with my first baby. I, was, I it's, it's your baby, and I think the thing that takes you by surprise is the intensity of your feeling for your baby. Until you have one of your own... You may love babies, you may love your nieces and nephews if they're babies when they arrive, you may nurse babies and all, all that, but there's that intense thing about your own baby that I think is quite overwhelming. It takes most people by surprise. So when you go into hospital and... Um
0: I think one of the traps we all fall in, particularly today, is that there are so many things advertised that you can buy for your baby that I, I divide them into two categories. There's one category that make you feel like uh, it will make having a parent easier. So different kinds of um, swaddles or bassinets or all that sort of stuff. And then there's the other category that is just designed to look super cute. So you buy... 10 different outfits for the first three months. Um, if a parent's looking at all of that, what's your advice in terms of working out what you really need?
1: You only need, you, really, you, there's the safety issue things, which are crucial. So you need a, a, an infant restraint, you need a good cot, you need a good mattress. They're all very important. And then there's the, uh, if you like, the daily care stuff. So you need nappies, and depending on the climate, you need clothes. I mean, those all-in-one things are great, you know, maybe little nighties in the summer. Uh, you need some uh, cuddlies. Um, the chemist will sell you everything in the chemist shop, but in actual <laughs> fact, you just need a few cotton wool swabs, some sorbelin and glycerine. Soap is quite good, actually. Nice, mild soap, because w- washing babies' heads with soap in fact, helps with cradle cap, which is an oily thing. And so if you wash their heads with soap, that's quite good. So there's no need to be anti-soap necessarily. Um, What else? Not a lot. (laughs) Not a lot, not a lot. And many things are marketed that that cater to, if you like, mother's parents, but particularly mother's insecurities and fears. And that should be looked at very carefully because a lot of that stuff – like little things to make sure the baby doesn't lie on its side, you know, all, all, all those things. They're not, they're not uh, confirmed. Those things are not confirmed by child safety people. So just be wary of that.
0: Mm, And they don't need much. Um, One thing that SIDS recommends is that babies sleep in the same room as their parents for the first six months. Now, that's a recommendation. It is. Parents may choose not to do that. Um, But if they do that, what's the best way to sleep with a baby
1: in your room? Like, Yes. um, (laughs) I'm the generation that put them all in their own room and shut the door almost the first night home (laughs) from hospital. However, this, the statistics and the research that supports that is overwhelmingly correct. So I'd suggest it's a good idea for everyone to take notice of it. The safest place for baby in the first six months is in a separate cot in the parents' room. Some people have no problem with that at all. Other people are going to be disturbed because babies are actually quite noisy. They hiccup and they gurgle and they cry and they fart and they poo. <laughs> they do all this and in the middle of the night it can, it can keep people awake there's not really an answer for that I'm afraid Mm. Uh, other people don't mind any of that so if the noises are going to upset you you probably want to put the baby as far away from your bed as you can if on the other hand you like the baby right next to you you know close up to the bed that's fine as well so but really the baby should be in in the same room as the parents in the first six months. Mm.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. We're speaking with Robin Barker, the author of Baby Love, about uh, you know those first weeks and months when you come home with a newborn baby. Um, now, Robin, when I had Darcy. Uh, I remember in terms of breastfeeding, so she was beside us in, we had our bed and then she was in a bassinet and I used to, when she woke up for a feed, which as we know is very often, I would pick her up, I would go out into the lounge room where I had a lamp covered with a, so it was soft light, sit in the bed, sit in the chair, feed her and then come back to the bed. So I wouldn't wake up my husband. I think that is oh hilarious. Goodness, second time, second time <laughs> round, I he just kicked to, him out of bed. He just
1: had to wear it, yes. <laughs> no,
0: second time round, I went out, you go, you sleep somewhere else, and mm. baby and I will work it mm. out here. Um, do you have any advice on how and where to breastfeed during that initial phase when they are always hungry? And
1: Yes. Um, look, a, dis- a, a bit of that depends on how your breastfeeding is going. For example, if you have really sore nipples you're probably better off getting out of bed and sitting up and doing doing the breastfeeding the way people have shown you how to do it. If on the other hand you're breastfeeding by the time you come home from hospital is relaxing, everything's going well, there's no problem with feeding in bed, but remember to put the baby back in the bassinet after the feed and don't just fall asleep and try not to just fall asleep. So again, emphasizing the point the safest place in the first 6 months is in a separate a bassinet. There are people who decide to ignore that and sleep with their babies in the first six months. That's a personal decision. Um, and, you know, for that family, that's how they decide to do it. Um, and there are guides on how to do that There safely. are guides on how to do that safely. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I'm not even going to say it's an option because from where I'm coming from as a health professional, I have to say the safest place is in a separate bassinet. So, and and maybe in the in the early weeks, it, you are better off getting out of bed and sitting up and feeding. But then as the breastfeeding gets easier and more relaxing, and you, perhaps your nipples aren't sore anymore and everything's going well, then there is no reason not to feed the baby in the bed. That's fine.
0: I've got to say- But put them back. Yeah. <laughs> another, another quick note before I let you go that mm. is quite funny reflecting now is that I actually think the first couple of times after we came home, when I got up to feed Darcy, my husband got up with me. Oh, yes. And then I said to him, I don't think there's any reason why you should get up as well. But can you imagine the amount of time? Imagine if your husband got up every time, your partner got up every time you were fit yes, anyway. Yes.
1: We learnt. Everybody has to, it's a learning experience. And often you have, may have one idea when you come home from hospital about how you're going to deal with all the sleep and the feeding and you may quickly change your mind. That's fine.
0: Yes, we. it's a. Prerog- it's our prerogative, mum's mm. prerogative to change your mind. Robin, thank you so much you're for welcome. coming in. That's Robin Barker. She's the author of Baby Love. And Robin has a brand new website, or I should say, the first website for Robin Barker online. It's Robinbarker.net.au. You'll find articles there about parenting and other things. So make sure you check it out. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.